Empire. Richard, good to hear from you again. Good. I hope you've been getting some uh, baseball in now that you're able to, you know, we're able to be a little bit more in, in ballparks. Yeah, I've kind of mixed it up a little bit, a little bit of big leagues, um, more minors than anything, um, three or four college games, and uh, even stopped by a couple high school games. So. Wow, that's that's like real advanced scouting for you right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have we were blessed in uh, this area, in Northern Virginia, to have the two teams in the highest level state championship with uh, Madison and Kogan meeting each other. So um, I got to see each of those teams once along the way. So they each have between them have at least nine Division One prospects. So awesome! Uh, yeah, a couple uh, one draft guy from Madison too. So is that Madison, Virginia or Madison, like, I mean, uh, like Vienna, Virginia, or is that it's Vienna? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like right by me. Okay. Let's, we, let, we can talk about this later. <laughs> oh, you have oh. to see them sometime. Oh, well, now uh, I'm definitely going to have, I mean, to they're check. a powerhouse every year, so you can't lose. So. Okay. I'll definitely have to check it out. Um, so thanks for joining us, uh, joining me. Um, we're about, I would say a week away from the all-star game, um, which obviously includes the futures game. And then also what we want to, you know, really hone in this on this episode um, is the mock, uh, the draft. Um, so let's just start, kick it off with the futures game and kind of then get, get to the mock draft, uh, to the draft. Um, obviously the big story from a national Washington nationals perspective is um, Cade Cavalli kind of pitching in the futures game. Um, I just kind of want to get your, you know, sense, um, you know, maybe watching him on television, um, seeing some clips. I know that we were talking that talking about it back in uh, February. Are you surprised to kind of like see him, you know, really kind of like jump uh, quickly through the through the minor leagues right now? Uh, not really, honestly. I mean, he's um, even though he kind of came to Oklahoma first as a position player, he's just got the the pitches. He has the size, the um, stamina. I mean, uh, he was ready to roll in Wilmington and um, had little trouble with the high A East. Um, and double A is seems to be a good fit. Like it is a challenge for him. Uh, he walked six guys this last time out. So um, that's a worthy challenge for him, but I think he's up for it for sure. Yeah, I remember seeing him pitching in uh, spring training that one game against some pretty heavy hitters on the Mets side. And he, I think, I believe, and keep me honest here, um, he struck out the side and it was pretty, there were like some pretty serious uh, pitcher uh, hitting behind uh, at the plate. I wish I could remember that well to keep you that honest <laughs> on it. But yeah, he definitely looked polished in his uh, inning in the big league camp. Uh, and, you know, 
after pitching in the Big 12, um, he's faced some of the best competition. So he was uh, more than ready, especially, I mean, 2020, he would have been hitting low A, maybe high A then. Uh, so it's kind of on a little bit of delay, and now he's back where I bet he would be anyway. I think we're all a little bit delayed of, um, from what, no kidding. We, what we just experienced last year. No kidding. <laughs> um, I just also want to you know, maybe talk a little bit about, like, do you see him kind of spending a lot more time at, you know, in Harrisburg, um, a lot more time in, obviously, Rochester? Um, do, you, do you think that he eventually gets called up in September? Or do you think that's probably, like, a year away for true, like, professional major league baseball? That usually does not happen, uh, but I could envision uh, a situation where that would make sense for the Nationals if they're hanging on, trying to get one of those wild card spots and um, kind of going through injuries as they have. Um, he would be the best option stuff-wise, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, they'd wait till next year, start the clock on them, um, kind of a month or so into the season that would be a, even if he's going well, but uh, anything is possible for, I don't think you'll see any 2021 draftees who are ready. Um, but he, I think he could help them out if they needed him. Yeah. It seems like injuries are really plaguing, plaguing both uh, major league and also minor league uh, teams and players just kind of curious to get your take on that. They are widespread. I, um, I don't know of a study that uh, would kind of clear up just how much we can blame on the not being used last year and the, mm-hmm. then trying to rat, you know, come right back up and pitch a pretty much normal workload for some of these guys. And there are a lot of hitters uh, just falling by the wayside. And it seems like the whole White Sox lineup, the whole Indians pitching staff, um, a lot of the Mets, a lot of the Nationals, um, even the Dodgers, you know, you name it. I probably name just about any team, and they've lost. The Angels have been playing without Mike Trout. They're just key guys all over the place. How does how does injuries in the majors kind of like affect the minor like league system for a team, and kind of like how do they approach you know calling players up, um, you know, juggling that um, that aspect of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think in the Nationals' case, they've. Um, tried their best to keep guys at the level they belong at uh, mm-hmm. and added a bunch of you know veteran guys who, especially at Rochester, who are called up who you may not even realize were in their farm system. Uh, and they, they've been able to kind of band-aid over um, some of the issues they have. And I, know, I feel like Luis Garcia would have been up uh, instead of the Alcides Escobar move, which is working out great right now. Um, but he got hurt too. So, you know, he was ready. He was up last year and, and just thriving in AAA. Um, but for the most part, guys are still kind of even a lot of them are struggling at the level they're at a lot of their top prospects. Hmm. Um, do you think that it has made it easier for the Nationals to kind of maneuver prospects around with the realignment that the Major League Baseball did this past off season to kind of bring all of the nationals minor league system on the East coast and within reasonable flying area. I think it's been terrific for them. Um, just the distance from a to B to C and then up to D is, uh, mm-hmm. 
one of the now one of the shortest in baseball next to the Orioles, um, just in terms of you know, going Fredericksburg to Wilmington to Harrisburg to Rochester. So uh, Fresno, as much as uh, you know, they have a proud history previously in the PCL and now they're in low A. Um, it just obviously wasn't a fit for Washington. Cool. Um, so what are you, what are you going to be looking at um, for, during the futures game? Like what, what, like obviously from a nationalist perspective, Cade is probably going to be on your radar. Do you think he gets to pitch a couple of innings or at least an inning? Yeah, at least an inning. Uh, since he pitched on Tuesday, I could see a couple innings and maybe even be the starter. I haven't, I haven't seen word of who is going to start or anything, but uh, I've liked this setup they've gone to with the AL against the NL instead of, world against us because in the past it would look like they were kind of handpicking you know one prospect the only prospect from his country and instead of uh someone who may uh be more of a top 100 guy uh and cavalli has been just as good as anybody this year uh so i could i could see him getting a start or uh that's usually the only guy who'll pitch a couple innings and then a lot of guys will come in for one or two thirds Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of rest, they, he's um, situated where they could use him however much they'd like. Yeah, I'm, I'd be really excited to see a Washington National kind of kick off the Futures game um, for us fans that are struggling right now. Um, the next, obviously, big event and something that we should definitely talk, I want to talk about is the draft. Um, so Baseball America, um, you know, uh, did their mock draft and they have... Um, the Nationals picking 11th, and they are, they have um, him, them picking Ty Madden from Texas, a right-handed pitcher. Um, I wanted to ask you two questions. Um, first, like, what is your perspective on the pitcher, uh, Ty? And then also, obviously, the Nationals have great a, a great pedigree of developing pitchers. Do you think that this is the right move? Do you think that, you know, they should be looking for something more like on the developing an infielder, an outfielder, a catcher. Um, so I'll let you answer those questions in any order that you want. Oh, well, Chris Klein and his staff will always go uh, with best available, but mm -hmm. um, pitching is what I think is the most valuable thing to have. Um, all things considered equal. Uh, Ty Madden had the terrific career at Texas, uh, led the Longhorns to the college world series this year and was pitching some of his best baseball at the end of the year um and i know i've looked just as you have at the list that carlos Colazo and the other guys at baseball america have put together a whole uh there's a top 500 and i think they may even have a thousand names now but uh 500 with a little description on each guy um and madden is one of the guys there's a right-hander named jackson Job out of oklahoma city a high school who probably won't fall as far as 11, um, but he's certainly a guy that would fit the Nationals' uh, typical interests. And then there's a, another prep right-hander out of Florida named Andrew Painter, another right-hander um, that Carlos has kind of pegged as a guy the Nationals are looking at. And in the mock draft, the last one I saw, he was 15th, so that's certainly doable from 11, wouldn't be a stretch, he's a possibility. Um, but I heard uh, the Pirates GM getting interviewed recently, and uh, he said they had they had just reduced it to single digits for guys they're thinking of for the number one overall pick. So um, if they're nine guys capable of being number one, 
then there's uh, certainly someone solid should be at number 11 for the Nationals. So do you think it's the right move to go for pitching opposed to, you know, I mean, developing an infielder or an outfielder? It really does depend. I mean, this is a loaded class of high school shortstops. There are four of them that are supposed to go um, realistically even before the Nationals pick. Um, and you can't go wrong with an athlete in the middle of the field. I know Trey Turner's got that position locked down mm -hmm. as short. But, uh, you know, once you have that kind of athlete, uh, especially if it's someone who's bat first, you can easily move them to third or second or the outfield down the line. Um, and if, if they judge that talent, whoever's there to be better than the best pitcher, whether it's Madden or someone else, then and I couldn't blame them for going that way too. But um, you look at their history, they do more often than not go with the pitcher. Yeah, the last two uh, pitch, uh, draft picks are obviously been pitchers. So, you know, I don't know. I just kind of feel, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, Mike Rizzo, obviously, <laughs> um, nor do I have some sort of Mike Rizzo pedigree here. Um, I don't know. I feel like the Nationals, you know, they really should be focusing on the, you know, developing other, other um, players and other, you know, in other positions. What's like your overall take on that? Yeah, they certainly are short on uh, legitimate bat hitting prospects right now. Um, mm -hmm. The way seeing Carter Keboom not not quite make it in his first couple attempts um, has hurt them for sure. Um, and most of their top, most of their most talented toolsy guys are even as low as what's now called the Florida Complex League this year. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it would be nice to add uh, some talent on. Um, on the offensive side um, instead of pitching, that's for sure too. Do you like envision, I know Nationals fans are going to flip out by the next statement, that next question I have. Um, obviously the Nationals are, Nationals are only four games, I think back from the Mets, um, second place um, in the NL East. Um, can, you, can you envision a scenario where like a, a certain player or players um, you know, get traded and kind of help replenish the the farm system, as many have kind of hinted at before this. Obviously, this latest surge. Um, what what's like? What are your what is like your feeling on this? Based on history, Mike Rizzo's line on where the whether they're in contention or not is certainly. Um, yeah, he's going to go for it more than most guys will. Mm -hmm. uh, I think of like the San Francisco Giants; they never really sell off and they go for it and it's paying off this year but there have been several years where they've been kind of stuck in the middle um so but i i certainly think they'd have to be double digits out by the trade deadline before uh he would trade uh a scherzer and then beyond that he could make some little deals at the margins to try um to boost the farm system and without doing uh you know just so much damage to this year's team where they had no shot. I mean, I, I personally would not, do not, I, I want to make sure Nats Nation understands completely. I don't want the angry DMs in my inbox. I like, <laughs> I, I am all for the Nats winning uh, the NL East and going all for getting a trade, um, you know, being a, being a buyer at the trade deadline. Um, I just personally think that it's such like, the, the farm system has really been depleted, obviously, because 
you know, we've been able to trade up and get some players and obviously that paid off in the world series when, but, you know, I don't know. I feel sometimes like there's that like short um, strategy and the long strategy. And, you know, I guess as a fan, I would like to also see the long strategy, you know, right. Right. Kind of what, what, what's your thoughts on that? I think if you're in a market like Oakland, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, um, absolutely. You should do that every time um, when it's time, you know, you have a player who won't sign, go ahead and spin them off get guys for them and that's what really worked out for all those organizations over the mm -hmm. years um washington's a big enough market where i think that's harder to do so I, I mean i can see both ways um just in terms of whether or not they would have traded bryce harper uh, they the only guys i remember that they could have gotten were um jb bukoskis uh and a catcher from the astros um and, you know, I, I just don't think that would have helped a whole lot. And uh, so they held on to him, lost him. They uh, still had Rendon, so that certainly was no problem. But then losing Rendon was a big issue. So yeah, um, the system has gotten to the point where it certainly would be nice uh, to bring in a legitimate prospect. And that's what it would take. And uh, there are fewer and fewer teams willing to trade that. Which Washington national prospect um, have you been most disappointed in this season? Like in, in terms of like maturity of going through the national national system um, and becoming more of a major league ready uh, player. Good question. I guess not counting injuries. Uh, I was real excited to see what Yasel and Tuna could do this year. Mm -hmm. um, Wilmington is not, on MILB TV that often, but um, he's really had, he's has hit for a little bit of power, um, but based on reports from what he did in Fredericksburg at the alternate side, I expected, um, I didn't expect him to be hovering in the mid 100s um, this deep into the season. Um, maybe he'll get hot and change that by the end of the year, but uh, I am a, a little disappointed on the average side to see what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Which um, which player um, are, have you been most impressed with it, with his his development this year? Uh, well, I mean, beyond Cavalli, which is the the yeah. obvious. Um, there's some other guys breaking out. Matt Cronin's pitching well. Um, kind of Mitchell Parker down at Fredericksburg is probably uh, the one who has stood out, who has pitched beyond. Uh, where they draft him. He was a late round pick last year. No, mm -hmm. but late in the, just a five round draft. So that's not exactly <laughs> late. <laughs> uh, um, they're guys like uh, some of the Wilmington pitchers have done fairly well. Yoan Adon, Adon uh, Tyler Dyson. Um, they don't have numbers that just jump out at you, but I think they um, are developing in a good way this season. That's awesome. I'm really excited to see the next crop of like nationals pitchers. Um, obviously, you mentioned Cronin, uh, obviously, Cavalli, Jackson, Rutledge, obviously, as you can't have a discussion without um, throwing his name in there. What, it, what, it, like, what are your impressions so far of Jackson? I know that he's currently injured and making his way back um, from an injury. What is like what, like, what have you noticed or didn't notice that you would like to see more of? Yeah, it's just the the injury. Same with Cole Henry. I'd like to see more of those guys. Mm -hmm. um, Rutledge, 
huge right-handed pitcher with power. Uh, um, probably not the pitchability of a Cavalli, but yeah, they that's certainly a guy they need to get back uh, whenever that is. Um, you know, I don't know exactly when he's supposed to come back. They don't exactly reveal that. But um, <laughs> Seth Romero, I know, pitched at Fredericksburg um, yesterday, and we're talking on Wednesday here. Um, so it's good to see him back, and maybe they'll get a couple guys back here. Uh, Andre Lara, very, very excited to see what he can do, and he just um, had his first outing down in the rookie league. Um, so it'll be fun to see what he can do. Awesome. Tell us some of like your plans of what you're going to be doing over the next week. How do you like prepare, like take us behind the curtains a little bit of like, how are you preparing for the draft? Um, how, how are you preparing for the futures game? You know, that type of stuff. Uh, it's crazy that it's all in one day. I mean, we typically uh, used to send a report on whoever the first round guy is, but now a lot of that is handled uh, in Durham from the main guys, the staff there. Mm -hmm. um, but then the correspondents will come back and have a more of a, a broad look where they've had a chance to see, you know, how, the, where the person signed and then uh, where they're headed and just what the organization thinks of their first uh, look at that first round pick. Um, but to have those, those two things the same day is going to be crazy. Uh, I'll definitely be uh, in front of my computer or TV or, or whatever, doing both. Um, I've heard some of the people who cover would generally cover both have to choose one, which is pretty terrible. But um, since they're both there in Denver, uh, the futures game will be at three o'clock on Sunday, take a couple hours, and then the draft, uh, I believe, starts at seven. Eastern. Awesome. I'm excited. What do you think, like, how do you think baseball can kind of, I know this isn't a Washington Nationals question. How do you think baseball can get like people more excited about the amateur draft uh, process? That's a good question. It's come uh, quite a ways back when I worked in Durham about 25 years ago as a staffer, we had to um, all kind of gather around one computer and it was all on a teleconference where they, you know, say draft number one, two, eight, three, six, uh, and then Pat Burrell, University of Miami or whatever, it wasn't even televised. Um, so that was crazy, um, but and it has come, you know, in small steps, come a little bit uh, like MLB Network. The first time they televised it, I think Mike Trout was the only guy uh, live in studio, just because he's from New Jersey. But mm -hmm. um, so they've been ha able to have some more guys in studio, uh, make a bigger deal out of it, um, and that's obviously what they're thinking. With you know, this is July 11th. There's not much else going on. Uh, especially most years. I'm, it's the same day as the Euro 2020 final, I know. Um, but uh, like hockey will be out of the way. Um, basketball is still going on, but um, most years it'd be nothing going on. So I think it would be good. I just wish the Futures game and the draft weren't on the same day. I think maybe the day after would be good uh, for one or the other. Awesome. Um, well, I think we hit a lot of different topics. Um, how could people like get in touch with you, follow your work in the next couple of days? What are like, what are, what are your plans in the next couple of days in terms of uh, content? Yeah, I would uh, look in, into Baseball America as a whole. Um, they seem to be doing a mock draft every day with um, their staff down in Durham. 
Uh, and then there's a different, you know, there's one level that'll be a mock or what they think the teams are gonna do. Uh, and then there's one that's just based on talent, uh, one to 500. So I, I think um, based on the nationals willingness to spend and take the top talent, I'd, I'd be looking at, they're not gonna try anything sneaky and, uh, you know, go for someone low, lower priced in the first round so they could get a, give someone a higher, uh, bonus in the second round they'll be going for that best talent i think um i'm just at lacy lusk l-a-c-y-l-u-s-k-b-a um so lacy lusk b-a um and i try to tweet out a couple things about the minor leagues on on a nightly basis like last night was exciting with um cavalli and uh seth romero both pitching uh cavalli one of his best part of his night was roping a double off the center field wall. Uh, nice. Showing how he, I mean, he started his Oklahoma career as a position player and you could see it from that at bat. Um, that was his first professional hit. Uh, so I'll, I'll be tracking that. And then there are um, guys in the draft, the Nationals pick 11th and 47th, 82nd and 112th. So those are, <laughs> um, I'll try to say a little bit about each of those guys on Sunday as well. Um, so hopefully that'll help you, um, get a better feel for whoever they're picking. Yeah. We'll definitely make sure that we're, uh, tweeting stuff out of yours and sharing stuff on our Twitter handle. Um, one quick question before you go, uh, 47th, what do they, what do you think they do second round? <laughs> uh, probably, you know, once again, the, the odds are more pitching, uh, and if not pitching, then someone who, um, a hitter with some power or um, a good feel for hitting. Not, I wouldn't think it'd be someone whose first tool is speed or, or defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm tr- I was trying to get you to say an infielder, outfielder. And t- oh, oh. <laughs> that I don't know. And they'll always say, uh, you know, best available. And maybe someone who's an infielder now and becomes an outfielder. Uh, <laughs> like even Bryce Harper was a college catcher, but they said, outfielder right from the start oh Bryce Harper awesome thank you so much Lacey for taking the time to talk to us really appreciate it um we're gonna have to have you back on the pot like you're gonna become like one of the recurring uh guests to talk about the next uh uh prospect that they just uh they they pick anytime Richard I love this stuff it's so great to have minor league baseball back really missed it last year yeah awesome it's great also that nationalist fans get to really experience it uh, without having to fly, a fly across the country or go to ran, random <laughs> no places. Fresno? Yeah. yeah, no, no Fresno. I never got my Yosemite trip, so that would have been fun. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. I honestly like. I'm looking forward to just going. I've I've been to the uh, one Potomac Nationals game, and uh, obviously that was like probably like three years ago at this point. So I got to make it back to some of the the minor stuff, minor league stuff. See some of the talent that the Nationals are kind of developing. Oh yeah, we didn't get to talk about it, but the new park in Fredericksburg is fabulous, and that's as judged by people, scouts who are, you know, have nothing to do with the Nationals. Love the new ballpark. Awesome! I have to go up down there then. All right. Thank All right. You. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too.